At the Commonwealth Policy Foundation, we try to approach the issues of life, marriage, religious liberty, and fiscal integrity from a biblical perspective that promotes thoughtfulness and kindness. We work with political leaders and concerned citizens from all across the state. To stay informed, visit CommonwealthMatters.org and sign up for our e-newsletter. The Commonwealth Policy Foundation is a nonprofit organization that only exists because of friends like you. Thanks for tuning in to the Commonwealth Matters. Welcome to the Commonwealth Matters. I'm Richard Nelson, Executive Director of the Commonwealth Policy Center. And today we're going to talk about a controversial topic that's bound to bring out strong emotions on all sides of the political spectrum. And I'm talking about critical race theory. If you define yourself as liberal on that political spectrum, you're probably for the teaching of CRT in our public schools. And if you're conservative, you are undoubtedly opposed to the teaching of CRT. Now, joining us on today's program, we're honored to have State Representative Matt Lockett from Jessamine County to talk further about a bill he proposed to ban the teaching of CRT in our public schools. Representative Lockett, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, Richard, and thank you for having me on. Hey, it's it's really good to have you on to talk about this issue. Uh, is you just recently proposed a bill uh, along with one of your colleagues, Jennifer Decker, who could not be here today. But you proposed a bill that would ban the teaching of CRT in K through 12 public schools and also in Kentucky's public institutions of higher ed. Uh, Representative Lockett, before we go into the details of that bill, I think it'd be good for us to define what CRT is. Um, For starters, I think it's important to remind people that this is not part of the traditional civil rights movement which sought to provide equal opportunity and dignity without regard to race. We know that our uh, history of race relations in this country uh, have had a a, a difficult past. I mean, we talk about slavery. Difficult isn't really not the appropriate word. We've had horrible race relations in the past, with going from slavery to Jim Crow, and then there was a civil rights movement that rectified many of those wrongs. We think of Martin Luther King Jr.'s words, we should be judged by the content of our character, not by the color of our skin. But with regard to the race relations, we have made improvements. We've made strides ahead. And CRT is really a twisting, as I understand it, of, uh, of what we've done regarding race. And it's, it's really the implementation of a radical ideology that focuses on race is the key to understanding society, and it objectifies people based on race. Uh, Representative Lockett, is that how you would understand this teaching of CRT? It is, yes. And, uh, you know, I was doing an interview yesterday with uh, WLKY out of Louisville, and um, one of the questions that they asked was basically, Kind of the same thing. What is critical race theory? Why do you oppose teaching it in the schools? And my statement was that, you know, we have made over the last couple of decades, especially over the last several decades, have made some great strides when it comes to race relations in the United States and in Kentucky specifically. The teaching of critical race theory, which is at its core, pitting one race against the other. It is blaming one race over the other. 
It is um, calling one race oppressors, one race oppressed. It is using the color of a student's skin to identify who they are. And I think that flies in the face of all of the progress that we've made to date. When you divide a classroom by race and you tell a student you can or cannot be what you want to be just because of your race or that you are the oppressor and you should be ashamed of yourself <clears throat> because of the color of your skin. I don't believe those are the messages that we want to be teaching our students in Kentucky schools. And that's what critical race theory does is it says you are defined by your skin color. And I believe um, the folks in, in our history, such as Martin Luther King, would, would absolutely decry that and say, no, that's absolutely false. You're not defined by the color of your skin at all. Your skin color is simply that, a skin color. And underneath, all of us are the same. And, and you know, God created all of us the same. And for us to use skin color this day and age to define who you are is simply just abhorrent in my book. Representative Lockett, those uh, who are in favor of critical race theory have claimed that anybody who objects to it do so. And this is this is from Robin D'Angelo, who wrote a book called White Fragility. Robin is a proponent of CRT. And this person is saying that those who object to CRT do so because the mere suggestion that being white has meaning often triggers a range of defensive responses. Anger, fear, and guilt in behaviors such as argumentation, silence, and withdrawal from the stress-inducing situation. These responses work to reinstate white equilibrium as they repel the challenge, return our racial comfort, and maintain our dominance within the racial hierarchy. There's, there's a lot there, but essentially what D'Angelo is saying is that if you don't agree with CRT, uh, you're trying to reinstate this the white equilibrium, this uh, white dominance in the culture. And to your point about looking at culture and society and where we are in our history through the lens of race, is uh, clearly what's happening here. But how would you respond to this? There's a lot there, but how would you respond to somebody, because you're opposed to CRT, you don't think it should be taught in our schools. What is it, what is it that you are opposed to? I mean, this, this uh, assertion here by D'Angelo is pretty strong, pretty serious. How would you respond to that? Well, I think I would, res I would respond in a couple of different ways. Um, and, and I've heard that argument quite a bit from those that are opposed and that they will say, well, if you're opposed to CRT, then you're obviously a racist. You are obviously a white supremacist and, and you are trying to reinforce and trying to um, continue with the, uh, the white supremacy label. And that's just absolutely false. <clears throat> I don't think in to, to my knowledge, those of us. Myself, uh, 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 Representative Decker, um, anyone that would be in, in encouraging our schools not to teach this, I don't believe any of, of us would say that's our standpoint. That's where we are coming from. Um, I, I have certainly heard, um, you know, that before, um, 
but you know, one of the things that that's important to to know as well um, is that those that that would say that a lot of the times, you know, I in my experience, when you come across someone that disagrees with you, and they really don't have a good argument in terms of their their disagreement, then then they resort to name calling. And one of the biggest things that we've seen just over the last several weeks. Um, is the term racist being thrown out. Um, I've been called a racist. We've been, you know, published in the Courier Journal as racists. And, um, you know, I would just, I would push back on that and say, that's just simply not true. In fact, in my view, the teaching of critical race theory in, in schools, when you are, are establishing concepts that are saying that one race is less than another race, that in and of itself is racist. And so for, for those like the author that you quoted, I would certainly push back on that as just simply not true. To your point, uh, Representative Lockett, you were lampooned in the Louisville Courier-Journal. Uh, you, Representative Fisher, who introduced a bill, pre-filed a bill, Jennifer Decker, that you just mentioned yourself, have been labeled hypocritical racists by the Louisville Courier-Journal. And uh, is this, you know, there, there's a lot of uh, people are going to the emotional extremes, but to be labeled out of the gate, I, let me ask you this. Have they tried to interview you, tried to get your perspective about why you introduced this bill? The Courier Journal? Yes. No, they haven't. We've, we've been asked for interviews by uh, WLKY. Um, interestingly enough, the Louisville Metro City Council um, which I find very peculiar, um, but the Courier Journal has not. So. Uh, and the reason I ask that is because they were quick to label you a racist uh, and your colleagues racist for introducing this bill without interviewing you. I find that fascinating. Uh, I don't see that as the purview of good journalism is not to label and to lampoon without further without getting the other side of the story. Ibram Kendi asserted this. He is one of the leading proponents of CRT. He wrote a book called How to Be Anti-Racist. He said this, the only remedy to racist discrimination is anti-racist discrimination. The only remedy to past discrimination is present discrimination. The only remedy to present discrimination is future discrimination. So what he is saying is that it's mandatory to discriminate those who are deemed racist. But his definition of racist is those who are in the majority race and therefore guilty by association for past sins of that race. And critical race theory is teaching that discrimination remedies discrimination. And I know we're, we're really getting into this, but uh, it's important that we talk about and try to understand the ideology and the thinking behind the leading proponents of CRT. Uh, essentially, Kendi is saying it's okay to discriminate against the majority white population. Yeah, and I I kind of see it, Richard, as a the the way I thought of it before is that if you think of a pendulum, and if if you think of back um, you know back when we had slavery and back when that was. Um, prevalent in our country. And, and even after that, when there was a lot of racism and we dealt with things like, like the KKK and, 
So if if you think of the pendulum being way back here in terms of racism against African-Americans, I believe that today we have swung that pendulum almost in the middle to where we have said, you know, everybody, regardless of your skin color, is equal. You have equal opportunity. You you have um, uh, you know your equal in society. And what critical race theory wants to do, just as you were saying, is that they want to swing the pendulum this way in order to make up for the pendulum being over here in years past. And so, in order for them to swing the swing the pendulum this way, like you said, then then they have to encourage racism in the opposite direction. And to me, it's that's just dangerous. Um, you know, CRT has its roots in Marxism. And that's where in terms of class warfare, in terms of 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 race warfare, where where this teaching began. And it doesn't lead anywhere in terms of a society to where all races are equal. It leads itself to exactly what we had before, where one race was treated differently than the other. And in terms of our public schools, in terms of our funding, uh, this is just not where we want our society to go. We do need to teach race in schools. We need to teach our history, but we teach it in such a way as a factual history. We don't teach it in such a way as these, these, this group, this race oppressed this group. And in fact, today they still are. That's just dangerous. To, and to your point that that is the controlling factor, that it's a, it's a racial struggle and whoever is in the majority race gets to define the history or tell the story of their history. If you're just joining us, you're listening to The Commonwealth Matters. I'm with State Representative Matt Lockett. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a minute to talk about State Representative Lockett's bill that he's proposed in the Kentucky legislature to ban the teaching of critical race theory in our public schools. Hi, Richard Nelson here with the Commonwealth Policy Center. It's clear that we're living in confusing and challenging times where law and culture are increasingly hostile to Christian values. So how do you maintain your faith and convictions? That's a question that we're helping to answer at our Christianity and Culture Conferences. The goal is to help believers to understand the culture and how to respond in an effective and winsome way. And we'd love for you to join us. The first two were well-received, and we look forward to seeing you at our fall conferences in Bowling Green, Paducah, and in Somerset. To find out more, go to CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. That's CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org, and we look forward to seeing you there. Welcome back to the Commonwealth Matters. I'm Richard Nelson, Executive Director of the Commonwealth Policy Center. Joining me is State Rep. Matt Lockett, and we're talking critical race theory. Representative Lockett, uh, in their book, Words That Wound, uh, there were four critical race theory uh, authors, uh, Marie Matsuda, Richard Delgado, Kimberly Williams Crenshaw, and Charles Lawrence, that uh, say this, talking, uh, describing their understanding of critical race theory, and in their take on it in particular, they say this, we use personal history, parables, chronicles, dreams, stories, poetry, fiction, and revisionist histories to convey their message on critical race theory. It was this generation of liberation scholarship that came to be known as critical race theory. Uh, I find it fascinating that they're looking 
to different things to bring about an understanding of race relations and that race should be the lens by which that we should look at history. Uh, In particular, what jumped out at me is revisionist histories. Now, you and I understand revisionist history as being a revision or a rewriting from a shared understanding of history. And this comes directly into play in what's taught in our public schools. And I think of, for example, the 1619 Project. Yeah. And, I, you know, I think the, the question that we have to ask ourselves in terms of a commonwealth, in terms of what we want to teach specifically in our, our public school classrooms, do we want to teach unity? Do we want to look at things like the 1619 Project? Do we want to look at revisionist teaching that, um, you know, is is blaming one race over the other? Look, I, I think all of us would agree that uh, slavery was horrible. I think all of us would agree that the way in our country's history that, that African-Americans have historically been treated has been bad. And I think all of us would agree that that's not what we want for the future of our country. We should be treating everyone equally, regardless of skin color. And so in in order to use something like critical race theory to go back on that and to not live up to those ideals is something that I believe will take us and take the Commonwealth and take our country if it's implemented nationwide, take us down a route where we were before. And when when you begin to try to view history from a different lens, just as you were saying, even in terms of the founding of our country, and then that's what you teach in the schools, I think it lends itself to just what we saw a couple of days ago. And I don't have all the details in front of me, but but there was a gentleman um, that went um, basically on a shooting spree and uh, uh, shot several people simply because they were white. And, you know, we want to sit back and wonder why things like this happen. And there, there could be a lot of extenuating circumstances there. But I believe you, it can't go unnoticed that when you teach that one race is inherently superior over the other or that one race is to blame for your ills, these are the kinds of responses that we're going to get. And um, that's one of the reasons why, you know, it's it's uh, dangerous in order to try to, number one, rewrite history, but two, look at it through a lens of segregation and look at it through a lens that we want to continue to segregate our students. Matt, your bill, BR69, uh, would ban the teaching of CRT in public schools, particularly it bans race sex or religion as inherently superior to another race, sex, or religion, that any teaching of that, that there's superiority of race, sex, or religion, any superiority would be banned. You also, in this bill, say an individual, by virtue of his race, sex, or religion, is inherently racist, sexist, or oppressive, whether consciously or unconsciously. Uh, there's, There's eight different points. Another one says this, an individual should be discriminated against or receive adverse treatment solely or partly because of his race, sex, or religion. It goes on and on and spells out specifically that racism, 
sexism, or religious discrimination is not going to be taught in the public school classroom. Uh, And yet you have been charged and accused of being racist. Yeah. Ironic, isn't it? (laughs) So you're trying to specifically say you can't teach that there's racial superiority or that there's guilt based with their uh, racial affiliation, whether you're white or black. Don't teach white guilt. Uh, Don't don't teach black uh, uh, inferiority. Uh, But you're teaching a a level playing field uh, that that should be taught in the classroom. You're also another one of your points in BR 69 is that Members of one race, sex, or religion cannot and should not attempt to treat others without respect to sex, race, or religion. Uh, He goes on, an individual's moral character is determined by his or her race or sex. Again, these are external traits. Uh, Race, sex, those are neutrals. Those are not uh, content-based. And yet, we're told CRT looks at things through the lens of race. It looks at it through the tone of one's skin, the color of one's skin, which is violates every tenet that Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, taught, that there is equal dignity across the racial spectrum, that there's equal value across that spectrum, and that there should be equal opportunity and equal treatment under the law. Uh, this is something that... Um, well, let's get back to this. Is this being taught in the public schools in Kentucky today? There are some school districts that are, yes, teaching it. Um, I'm not charging that all of them are. Um, but here's here's the thing. You know, when I set out to even begin to look at a bill uh, banning CRT, the, the motivation actually came from um, several places, one of which was was my school board here had several members come to me and said, this is being taught currently in our schools. What can we do about it? I've had parents come to me and say, my child brought home this particular piece. What, what can we do about it? And here's, here has been and will continue to be my question to those that would oppose this bill. If you notice in the bill, there is nowhere that it says critical race theory. I've, I've had people say, well, that's not critical race theory. That's not Okay, you can define critical race theory however you want to define it. What we are saying is that these tenets are not going to be taught in Kentucky public schools, which, by the way, is critical race theory. So my question is this. Out of these eight things that are in the bill, um, you read about four or five of them. Which of those do you believe it's okay to teach? Do you believe it's okay to teach that one race or that one sex, or that one religion is superior to another race. Is that okay to teach in our school? I think 100% of people would say, no, we don't want that being taught. We, we want our children to be taught that all races are the same. I would agree. Do you think it's okay that just because of an individual, just because of, of their race, sex, or religion, will be called a racist or a sexist? or oppressive. That's not okay either. I would challenge and I would push back on anyone that says, yes, we want to be able to teach critical race theory. Then tell me which of these that you think it's okay to to teach our children. I've heard stories and read stories as well. A great example is 
a first grade classroom, a first grade classroom where the teacher put the the uh, white skin students on one side and the dark skin kids on the other side and said this side with those that were white are the oppressors. These kids over here are the oppressed. And this is how we're we have to live. And I, I, I just want to ask anybody in what country, certainly not the United States, is that OK? Is that OK for us to teach our children that just based inherently on your skin color, that you are now oppressed or that you are now the oppressor and, and you should be ashamed of your skin color? And, you know, I, I, I believe as well. I mean, there are other stories of students that have been told because of your skin color, you can't achieve the same things as as other students. What kind of message does does that send about equality? What kind of message does that send about, you know, that your work ethic, you know, if if you work hard, that you you can achieve certain things that, you know, um, it doesn't matter that the uh, color of of your skin, you can be and you can do whatever you want to do and be whomever you want to be. Those are the lessons that we ought to be teaching in school, not pitting one race against the other. That's a very good point. And, and uh, I'm, I would still like to hear, uh, open to hearing from any administrator, any educational leader as to when that would ever be acceptable to separate kids in a classroom, especially first graders, based on the tone of their skin. Uh, Representative Lockett, we have just a minute and a half until we close, but I want to close with this point that Kentucky's Attorney General Daniel Cameron signed a letter with 19 of his colleagues across the country, other attorneys generals, who opposed federal grant programs that would teach, encourage the teaching of CRT in public school classrooms. Uh, Obviously, Daniel Cameron is black. And he is opposed to the teaching of CRT because he sees the destructive nature of it as well. And I'm bringing him into the conversation because uh, I'm wondering if uh, there there are some who who might say that banning the teaching of CRT is content-based discrimination. The legislature shouldn't get involved with this. Is there any merit to that argument? I mean, well, let me say two things. First of all, we have we have sat down uh, with Attorney General Cameron and his office staff and have gone through this bill almost line by line. <clears throat> we have sought their input. Um, they are they are getting back with us. Um, they are highly interested. We have been told that um, if it comes in a court challenge, which I'm sure it probably will, they will they will defend the bill. He is highly against uh, CRT. To those that would say. This is delegating and regulating what is taught in in the classrooms. My my pushback on that would be this argument is coming from the same group and the same people that have filed bills in the Kentucky General Assembly to mandate sex education from kindergarten on up, mandating that it be taught in the classroom. So, you can't use the argument that we can't delegate what's taught in the classroom and then introduce legislation. Representative Lockett, that, that is a great point. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for taking the lead on this in the state legislature. God bless you. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Richard.